VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And good afternoon. Welcome to Crosstalk here on VCY America. And we welcome you to a news roundup day here today on the broadcast as Sandy's been busy providing a number of stories for us, getting them ready for broadcast. We also have uh, Cheryl on the phones today, and uh, we've got a lot uh, going on. Uh, Dennis in the control room, appreciate uh, him as well. Well, friends, uh, certainly the times in which we live are troubling, and uh, we certainly will bring to you a number of stories uh, here today to to bear that out. But uh, remember, our hope is not in the White House. It's not in Congress. Our hope is in Jesus, and so we must keep our eyes and focus upon him. Well, friends, uh, let's go, going to begin with this story. Do you know what the leading cause of death was worldwide last year, killing some 44 million people? More human beings died in abortion than any other cause of death in the year 2022. It's a heartbreaking reminder about the prevalence of abortion. Statistics compiled by Worldometers indicate that there were over 44 million abortions worldwide in 2022. LifeNews.com has a story. The independent site collects data from governments and other organizations. And um, abortion is also the leading cause of death within the United States. In the U.S., there are between 1,500 and 2,500 abortions every single day. Nearly 20% of all pregnancies in the USA, excluding miscarriages, end in abortion. When contrasting to the abortion numbers to the causes of death, including cancer, HIV, AIDS, uh, traffic accidents, and suicide, abortions abortions far outnumbered every other cause. By contrast, so we got 44 million who have died by abortion last year. In contrast, 9.6 million people died from cancer, 6 million from smoking, 16 million from disease, 2 million from HIV, AIDS, deaths by malaria and alcohol are also recorded, but abortions accounted for almost 40% of every death around the world last year. We're told in Scripture that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. LifeNews.com also reporting the Biden administration just gave their okay for the U.S. Postal Service to ignore state abortion bans and send abortion drugs through the mail in all 50 states. The Hill reports that the U.S. Department of Justice issued the legal opinion to the U.S. Postal Service and Independent Mail Services Tuesday in response to several recent Biden administration decisions that allow abortion drugs to be sold through the mail or at a pharmacy. Speaking of pharmacy, LifeNews.com also reports Walgreens and CVS will sell abortion drugs that has killed millions of babies. Leading pro-life groups are expected to launch national boycotts, urging every pro-life American to boycott those companies immediately until they stop selling the dangerous abortion pills. The Daily Signal reports the South Carolina Supreme Court yesterday narrowly uh, decided that the state's ban on most abortions after six weeks violates the state constitution. Five justices, as a vote was three to two, uh, three in the majority, two in the dissent, wrote a, a, a separate opinion explaining his or her position. Justice Kane Hearn, joined by Chief Justice Donald Beatty, focused only on the final phrase about unreasonable invasion of privacy, writing that the right to privacy should be interpreted in light of everything that's transpired since the amendment was adopted. Hearn applied the strict scrutiny standard that requires that a law involving the fundamental right to a narrowly tailored to serve a compelling government purpose, concluding that the state's interest in fetal health was inadequate because in early pregnancy, quote, the fetus cannot be considered its own legal entity. From LifeNews.com, just yesterday, the Minnesota House Finance and Policy Committee approved the the Protect Reproductive Options Act, the PRO Act, a bill that would enshrine in state law a fundamental right to abort any baby until birth. Minnesotans, are you listening? The committee passed this 11 to 8. It would create 
a fundamental right to abortion without limits. It would require that abortion be allowed on demand, even late in pregnancy, when unborn children can feel excruciating pain. It's wrong at any stage, folks. The bill would also deny parents the right to know when their minor daughter is subject uh, is uh, subjected to abortion. HF1, House File 1, expected to be heard in additional House and Senate committees. Those of you listening in Minnesota, you need to know what's happening in your state. They're trying to pass abortion on demand through all levels of, of uh, pregnancy uh, up to the time of birth. LifeNews.com reporting the Nebraska governor, Jim Pillen, the new governor of the state, wants the legislature to pass an abortion ban. The incoming state official wants to save as many babies as possible. And uh, he, uh, the governor said, I can't be more crystal clear. I'm going to work tirelessly with the unicamerals to stop the murder of as many babies growing in mother's wombs as possible in the state of Nebraska, period. Washington Examiner reporting the Idaho Supreme Court upheld the state's near-total abortion ban, marking the latest legal success for state trigger laws after a federal right to abortion was dismantled last year. Planned Parenthood challenged the trigger law that was to go into effect if the Supreme Court overturned Roe. That did happen last summer. The law only permits abortions if the mother's life is in danger or if a pregnancy occurs from rape or incest requiring victims to file a police report. So uh, the Idaho uh, court filing, finding that the near-total abortion ban is constitutional. CBN News is reporting that the 50th annual March for Life will happen January 20th in Washington, D.C. For decades, thousands marched to the Supreme Court building calling for an end to Roe. However, this year it's different following the court's decision to overturn the federal law legalizing abortion. The group's focus has shifted to lawmakers. This year, instead of the Supreme Court building, they'll be marching to the U.S. Capitol. The New American reporting President Donald Trump's recent claim that the GOP's underwhelming midterm showing wasn't his fault, but was due to the abortion issue, has sparked great controversy. One commentator said Trump had poked a hornet's nest. Another called his comments wise, effective, and prudent. And yet another stated that avoiding a hypocrisy charge required that 45 take a refresher in anti-abortion apologetics 101. So what did Donald Trump tweet out or send out uh, at real Donald Trump? He said, and I quote, it wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to expectations in the midterms. I was 233 to 20. It was the abortion issue. Poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions. Even in the case of rape, incest, or life of the mother, that lost large numbers of voters. Also, the people that pushed so hard for decades against abortion got their wish from the U.S. Supreme Court, just disappeared not to be seen again. And uh, he went on with his quote from there, but uh, blamed uh, the loss on uh, the abortion issue that was poorly handled by Republicans, he said. Who, who were standing firm against no exceptions. Again, <laughs> abortion is the killing of an innocent human life. And uh, as a result, yes, even Mr. Former President, uh, it is the taking of an innocent life. And as we've said before, it is God that is the author of life. It is not for us to take innocent human life. LifeNews.com, on a pro-life billboard in Oregon, someone spray-painted the hateful words, Kill Them Kids, on January 2nd, the latest in a wave of attacks on pro-life organizations. KOIN 6 News reported the vandal also painted black X's over the baby's eyes and covered up a pregnancy help number. The uh, billboard, located in on Sandy Boulevard in northeast Portland, the uh, America uh, Pro-Life Across America director, Mary Ann Koharski, whose organization sponsored the billboard, said they plan to replace it with a new one. It shows a photo of a baby next to the message, Protect the Babies, and Heartbeat 18 Days from Conception. LifeNews.com tells us that six months after the Supreme Court overturned Roe and several months after the leak of the Dobbs decision that prompted a wave of pro-abortion violence across America, the FBI still hasn't arrested a single person. 
for attacking over 230 churches and pregnancy centers. Pro-life advocates were shot, pushed, their offices burned, vandalized, threatened in hundreds of acts of pro-abortion violence across the world last year. And here in the U.S., some over 230 churches and pregnancy centers, and we can't make one arrest? LifeNews.com also reporting Kamala Harris apparently has a morbid New Year's resolution to kill more babies in abortion. Just one day after Americans finished celebrating New Year's Day, Kamala Harris took to Twitter and promised she would fight for more abortions in 2023. She said, quote, in 2023, we'll continue the fight for reproductive rights. It's time Congress passed the Women's Health Protection Act. Harris promised that's the bill that would legalize abortion on demand nationwide up to birth. The bill would eliminate all state and federal parental consent laws in relation to abortion. It would eliminate all state-informed consent laws. It would prevent states from passing laws to protect babies at 20 weeks. It would force doctors and nurses opposed to abortion to lose their jobs. And uh, even religious hospitals could lose public funds unless they perform abortion. It would eliminate decades-long limitations on direct taxpayer funding of abortion, including the Hyde Amendment. And this is what the vice president is pushing in this United States of America. LifeNews.com reporting Hungary just took another action to support mothers and save unborn babies from abortion. Praise God for this. The Irish news outlet Gript reports that the European country enacted a new family-friendly tax policy this January that exempts mothers under 30 and mothers with at least four children from paying income taxes for the rest of their lives. The political director for the prime minister, Viktor Orban, promoted the new policies on Twitter last week, saying they hope to encourage more young people to have children. Well, friends, it continues on. Another failed vote in the House of Representatives. Uh, the 13th ballot uh, just uh, uh, fell short again in Congress um, for the Speaker. Uh, days of negotiating with 20 members of the party blocking him from becoming Speaker of the House finally moved the vote count uh, on the 12th ballot. A little bit more movement now. But uh, Matt Gates explained why he and several other conservatives are not voting for Kevin McCarthy. Here's what he had to say. Let's listen in. Those of us who will not be voting for Kevin McCarthy today take no joy in this discomfort that this moment has brought. But if you want to drain the swamp, you cannot put the biggest alligator in charge of the exercise. I'm a Florida man and I know of what I speak. We offered Kevin McCarthy terms last evening that he rejected. We sought a vote in the first quarter of the 118th Congress on term limits. He refused. We wanted a budget from the Republican Study Committee that balances on the floor in the first quarter. He refused. We wanted the border plan that the Texas delegation put together on the floor. He refused. And it is true that we struggle with trust with Mr. McCarthy because time and again, his viewpoints, his positions, they shift like sands underneath you. Even Kevin McCarthy's own mentor recently said that the lies always change. And Mr. McCarthy is not only responsive to pressure from the right. Time and again, he has failed to achieve the goals that we seek on spending and on the fight. For months, we have been asking Mr. McCarthy for his battle plan. How do we ensure that we stand up for folks in the military who feel like they're being purged? How do we ensure that if there is the passage of a farm bill, it includes things like work requirements? And all we got was a handful of howdy and a mouthful of much obliged. So we do not want to be here at this moment. We would prefer to have a unity of purpose, but we will not continue to allow the uniparty to run this town without a fight. Matt Gates There's very little right difference back. between Nancy Pelosi. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris author and seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, are we making any progress with a creationist view of the unborn? Yes, it seems we are, Chris, although there's positive and negative steps being taken. More and more people are being educated on the personhood of the unborn child and the need to protect it. Even efforts to clone humans are helping in the sense that there's much scientific evidence now for the unique personhood of the fertilized egg. Unfortunately, this doesn't always carry the day with legislatures and judges, for they often rule that such a person has no individual rights and can be aborted. 
we yearn for a day when even the courts go back to Genesis for their thinking. Thank you, Dr. John. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org store and use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, friends, the uh, latest vote uh, just happened again in the House of Representatives, uh, still falling short, but of the uh, approximately 20 Republicans that would not vote for McCarthy, uh, uh, 14, now 15, have flipped to uh, McCarthy in the last round, and uh, so there are still uh, five members who are refusing to vote for him. He can only afford four uh, not to vote for him. So holding out yet is uh, Matt Gates, and uh, let's see, there's also Andy Biggs, uh, Bob Good, and uh, Lauren Bobart, and uh, let's see, Matt Rosendale are the five yet that are um, holding out against Kevin McCarthy. Breitbart is reporting Senator Mitch McConnell will be uh, did become the longest-serving party leader in Senate history on Tuesday. He's 80 years old remaining the Republican minority leader in the 118th Congress. National Review tells us that metal detectors first installed in the House chamber after the January 6th Capitol protest, well, they were removed Tuesday as Republicans took control of the lower chamber. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had ordered their installation after the January uh, 6th matter at the Capitol. Uh, Let's see, uh, those who... uh, Lawmakers that did not comply had to pay $5,000 fine for a first offense, 10000 for a second offense. And also, Washington Examiner reporting that visitors will once again have public access to the Capitol and all House office buildings. Uh, and also access to the Capitol Visitor, visitor Center also coming up, uh, the Visitor Center in March of this year. PJ Media is reporting that Ray Epps, the fellow who was caught on video multiple times telling pro-Trump protesters that they were going to have to storm the Capitol, yet despite this clear evidence that he was a singular ringleader and instigator of what Democrats insist was an insurrection that threatened the very survival of our free republic, Epps has never been charged with insurrection or anything else or even been arrested. Meanwhile, people who never uh, told anyone to storm the Capitol have languished in prison without trial for nearly two years now in shocking conditions. All of this has given rise to the widespread and lingering suspicion that Ray Epps is a Fed, a suspicion that Epps himself has just reinforced by telling his nephew that he orchestrated the events on that fateful day. The biggest indication, or indictment rather, of the January 6th committee is that even after his this testimony, Epps was not indicted. He remains free, while others who did far less languish behind bars. So why was Epps uh, let go? I mean, who is he working for? Don't you think the American people need an answer for that? CBN News reporting the White House announced a major shift in immigration policy yesterday that expands legal immigration from four countries while immediately turning away illegal border crossers from those places. It comes as President Biden prepares now to head to El Paso, Texas on Sunday to assess the border situation firsthand. The new Biden administration policy would allow up to 30,000 migrants per month to legally enter the U.S. from Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, and Haiti. Do not, do not just show up at the border, stay where you are, and apply legally from there. Until Congress passes and funds a comprehensive immigration plan to fix the system complete, uh, completely, my administration is going to work to make things better at the border using the tools that we have available to us now, the president said. Well, leading up to the president's visit, Daily Caller reporting a Border Patrol agent shot near Lordsburg, New Mexico, along a local highway ahead of the president's visit. Um, the Border Patrol agents made a vehicle stop, and uh, the suspect shot a Border Patrol agent in the chest. We understand it did not penetrate his protective vest. Uh, later, crashed a vehicle, ran away, but was apprehended later. CBN News is reporting a Democrat governor now is busting migrants to other major cities across the U.S., including uh, New York City. The Daily Mail reports Colorado Governor Jared Polis called New York City Mayor Eric Adams on Monday 
to tell him of the plan to send a large number of migrants to his city. We were notified yesterday that the governor of Colorado is now stating that they are going to be sending migrants to places like New York and Chicago, Adams said Tuesday during an interview. The mayor called the migrant crisis, quote, a national embarrassment. This is just unfair for local governments to have to take on this national obligation. We've done our job. There's no more room at the inn, Adams said. American Greatness reporting on Monday as part of a broader efforts by the state of Texas to secure the southern border in ways that the federal government refuses to. The Texas National Guard began placing layers of razor wire along the border. Okay, from humanevents.com, drug cartels are increasingly expanding their manufacturing operations on American soil to take advantage of the country's ongoing opioid epidemic. A former head of the DEA warned this week. The former head, Special Operations Division Derek Maltz, said in an interview with the Daily Caller that recent seizures across the U.S. indicate that cartels are manufacturing counterfeit pills in both powder and liquid forms. We are seeing fentanyl pill processing operations in America since the powder is getting in at record levels. Recently in South Carolina, they see seven pill presses in one location. Malt said, referring to a South Carolina October operation that involved the seizure of more than 30,000 grams of fentanyl. As part of their U.S. pill pressing operation, cartels and their distributors can produce 10,000 pills per hour with a market value of between $10 to $20 per pill. Well, it's also happening on another front in Oregon. Uh, This from WND and the Daily Caller, Oregon's ballot measure 109, the first legislation to legalize hallucinogenic or magic mushrooms for therapy, (laughs) quote, therapy, uh, took effect on January 1st, and the application for licensed facilitators has already begun. Uh, The measure will allow the manufacture and the delivery and administration of this active ingredient in magic mushrooms to adults at supervised licensed facilities, according to the legislation. The law originally passed in 2020 legalizes uh, the, uh, the use Uh, but mandates that those who wish to use the drug, they must be observed by trained facilitators. Wow. Uh, New York Post reporting Vice President Kamala Harris requiring senators, their spouses, or guests uh, older than the age of two to submit a negative COVID-19 test before taking part in the traditional swearing-in photo op when the 118th Congress convened on Tuesday. Yeah, very interesting matter there. The Daily Caller reporting that uh, Democratic Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow announced yesterday morning she will retire from the U.S. Senate and will not be seeking re-election in um, 2024. Oh, this is an amazing story. Uh, this is what happens when we throw the Word of God out across this country. LifeSiteNews.com tells us that a newly elected open homosexual Democrat congressman from California opted to be sworn in on a copy of the original Superman comic. In addition to being sworn in on the comic, Robert Garcia, former mayor of Long Beach, will be sworn in on a photo of his deceased parents, both of which he lost to COVID-19 in 2020, a copy of the Constitution and a copy of his citizenship certificate. The comic will be borrowed from the Library of Congress. Garcia will be the first openly homosexual immigrant in Congress. Breitbart reporting on official numbers obtained from Border Patrol officials indicate a total of 844,000 known border crossers during the first three months of fiscal year 23 uh, have... um, well, yeah, that's the unofficial number now, uh, waiting for the official numbers to come out. But the number represents the reported apprehensions of 631,000 migrants and an additional 212,000 migrants classified as known gotaways. 212,000 known gotaways in the first fiscal quarter of this year. Uh, let's see, that began October one. Uh, One American News Network, a plan to replace Walt Disney World's self-governing power with the state-run board announced on Friday. That would be today. The uh, notice was posted on the Osceola County website, the county in which Disney World is located. Uh, Governor DeSantis mandates that the district's board members be appointed by the governor's office moving forward. And uh, his communications director said the corporation kingdom has come to an end 
Under the proposed legislation, Disney will no longer control its own government, will live under the same laws as everyone else, will be responsible for their outstanding debts, and will pay their fair share of taxes. Pamela Geller uh, reporting that Ukrainian President um, Zelensky has officially signed a controversial new law expanding his administration's control over Ukrainian news media, much to the concern of media unions and free press uh, uh, freedom organizations who accuse the Eastern European leader of stifling free speech. With the signing of the new law, Zelensky's regulatory agency can effectively shut down news sites that are not registered, alleges the Kiev Independent. The National Union of Journalists of Ukraine in a statement last month claimed that controversial law posed a threat to press freedom in Ukraine, comparing it to similar laws in the regime of dictatorial Russia. The Daily Caller telling us that Ukraine's defense ministry confirmed Monday its forces struck a schoolhouse in the occupied Donbas region, killing dozens of newly minted Russian servicemen, according to media reports. Uh, USA Today, uh, Vladimir Putin ordered his armed forces to hold a 36-hour ceasefire in Ukraine this weekend to mark the Russian Orthodox Christmas holiday on Saturday. Not immediately clear whether hostilities would actually be halted or not. The Daily Caller reporting that the Army's latest guidance on COVID-19 states that a provision in Congress's defense bill overturning the service-wide vaccination mandate well, it's just not going to apply to orders given to the National Guard or Reserves. That's according to documents obtained by the Daily Caller Foundation. Uh, Daily News Caller here. The 2023 National Defense Authorization Act ordered the Department of Defense to rescind the memo ordering full COVID-19 vaccines for military service members, including the Ready Reserve and National Guard. However, an update to the Army's virus policy dated December 22nd says the provision does not address a second memo, a memo that is from November, applying the mandate to National Guard and reserves and preventing unvaccinated members mobilized under state rather than federal orders from being paid, the documents show. The Epic Times is reporting that over 260 athletes and former athletes in the U.S. have died from cardiac arrest or other serious issues after taking COVID-19 vaccines, according to data from a recent peer-reviewed letter to the editor. Authored by structural uh, biologist uh, Panagis Polycretis and board-certified internist and cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough, The letter cited uh, data found from 2021 to 2022, at least 1,616 cardiac arrest or other major medical issues have been globally documented in vaccinated athletes, with 1,114 of those being fatal. The Epic Times reporting the rate of COVID-19 infections may have exceeded 50% in Chinese provinces and large cities and reached as high as 80% in the capital city of Beijing. The country's uh, health experts and officials estimated painting a picture much grimmer than what the national, uh, the nation's central authorities have disclosed and fueling distrust around the world. Officially, China has reported thousands of daily infections and a handful of deaths. But on the ground, ill-prepared hospitals across the nation overwhelmed with patients, forcing doctors to continue duty while sick, medicines for reducing fever and coughing left out of stock. Funeral directors uh, described uh, an influx of bodies waiting to be cremated. We're going to take a quick break. We'll have some more stories right after the break. A news roundup to Ann Crosstalk here on VCY America. When it comes to eternity, most people assume they will go to heaven thinking their good deeds will outweigh their bad and God will allow them entrance. At most funerals, people will console one another saying they are in a better place. But how do you know that? How do you know if you will be in a better place? In the book, Are You Going to a Better Place? Author Richard Schmidt presents how you can know for sure that your sins are forgiven and you are on your way to heaven. 
See, after you die, there will be no negotiation with God. The scriptures provide the one way today that God's justice can be satisfied, guaranteeing that you will be in an eternal dwelling place with Him. One copy of this book is available for a donation of $10, three for $24, or five copies for a donation of $30. Call VCY America at 1-800-729-9829. News Roundup Update on Crosstalk. Thank you for tuning in to the VCY American Network. And, uh, wow, a number of you uh, have engaged or are engaging in the Bible Reading Challenge that we announced uh, last month. And uh, we just want to encourage you to keep on day after day. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about the Bible Reading Challenge, reading through the whole of Scriptures this year, uh, keep in mind that you can go to the website BibleReadingChallenge.org for a daily email that uh, is uh, that contains the scripture portion for the day, as well as some thoughts and commentary on it. But if you'd like a hard copy of the one-year Bible, we have sent out multiple hundreds and hundreds of these. Uh, we make them available for donation of fifteen dollars, a softcover King James version of the Bible. And uh, all you need to do is go to BibleReadingChallenge.org, uh, or you may call our switchboard at one eight hundred seven two nine nine eight two nine. Uh, Scripture is uh, God-breathed. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Scripture tells us it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And how we need that in our society today. And if you've never read through the Scriptures before, the whole of the Bible, this is a plan to do it in one year. One year. The Bible Reading Challenge. Find out more at BibleReadingChallenge.org. Just continuing on with our news roundup here today, three years after the novel coronavirus first detected in the Chinese city of Wuhan began racing across the globe, governments are grappling with how to deal with another surge of cases now in that country, believed to be Omicron subvariants. Well, we know that uh, countries are now screening for arrivals from China, uh, not only uh, Let's see, some of the countries are France and Australia. Canada began screening plane passengers from China. Similar measures going on in the U.S., Italy, Britain, Japan, Spain, India, South Korea, and elsewhere. Uh, The uh, Centers for Disease Control announcement regarding negative test requirements for incoming passengers from China, including Hong Kong, uh, issued last Tuesday, but uh, just coming into effect uh, here Thursday of this week, we understand. Not the bee telling us on New Year's Day, a German doctor sentenced to two years and nine months in prison, plus a three-year work ban, and ordered to pay $29,550. A female doctor, what did she do? She was accused of illegally issuing mask exemptions during the COVID-19 pandemic. From ADF Media... Alliance Defending Freedom, a federal district court issued a decision yesterday that upholds West Virginia's Save Women's Sports Act, rejecting a legal challenge to the law that could have undermined women's sports in the state by allowing males who identify as female to compete with females in girls and women's sports. ADF attorneys uh, represented uh, a former West Virginia State University soccer player who intervened in, in the lawsuit. And uh, a statement from the ADF senior counsel said today's decision is a win for reality. The truth matters, and it's critical that our laws and policies recognize that the physical differences between men and women matter, especially in a context like sports. The Daily Caller reporting that former Secretary of State and presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is uh, joining Columbia University in February as a professor of practice at the School of International and Public Affairs and a presidential fellow at uh, Columbia World's Project, going to be working on a variety of major initiatives, those focusing on global policies and and, uh, politics and supporting female leaders in those arenas in her position with the organization. 
CBN News is reporting the exodus from progressive-led states to states with lower taxes, more affordable housing, and higher standards of living continued through 2022, according to an annual report. The U-Haul Growth Index tracks the demand for its rental trucks and their destination each year, while the latest report indicates that 2022 closed with Texas being the most preferred relocation destination for the second year in a row. Florida coming in a second place. California and Illinois ranked at the bottom, ranking 50th and 49th, respectively, for the third year in a row. Other states at the low end uh, there, Michigan was number 48, tied with Massachusetts. New York and New Jersey were also the least preferred places to move. The New York Post is reporting that the 19-year-old alleged Islamic uh, suspected in the New Year's Eve machete attack on the New York Police Department uh, officers had specifically sought to target a uniformed officer or someone armed because he believed them to be an enemy of the state. The uh, sources told the Post on Sunday the suspect allegedly said he'd hated the plot as re- he rather hatched the plot as recently as Friday. Uh, his uh, He found religion after his father's overdose death in 2018 and became uh, well, followed after Islam. And recently, as a month ago, according to sources, he had already was on the FBI terrorism watch list after his mother and aunt tipped off the emergency, uh, the agencies, that is, about his alleged extremist views. Um, something else that's interesting, he uh, penned a disturbing manifesto that urged his family to please repent to Allah and to accept Islam, police sources had told the Post. Coming to us from the Western Journal, Libyan authorities on Sunday said they have found 18 bodies buried in a mass grave in a former stronghold of the Islamic State group along the conflict-stricken North African nation's coast. CBN News telling us that the former chaplain to the late Queen Elizabeth II is speaking out about King Charles III's multi-faith and multiculturalism, warning that those ideas could spell the end of the British monarchy. Gavin Ashenden, who served as Elizabeth's chaplain for nine years, told GB News after the King's first Christmas speech, saying, quote, I think this, uh, that if this slow movement into multiculturalism and multi-faith goes on, we'll lose the monarchy. Because in the end, I don't think it will be true to itself. He said, what we've been seeing is a very slow, gradual shift from being a Christian monarchy to a multi-faith one. Well, friends, these are some of the current stories and news of the week. And if you'd like to uh, comment on these or on other current event news, our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829 for today's Crosstalk program. And uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Critical issues that are facing us as a nation, the world's number one cause of death, abortion, your reaction to that. Maybe you want to speak out on the Kevin McCarthy nomination failures going on, and will he get enough votes uh, to eventually become Speaker of the House? Already a number of holdouts have switched their votes, and uh, we'll continue to see what happens there in the next round of votes, and perhaps some more compromises to take place there as well. Again, our number is 800-733-9829. A troubling story here from the Daily Wire. The number of children who have accidentally eaten cannabis-infused edibles has spiked over the past five years as marijuana became legal in more states, according to a new report. The significant increase was based on more than 7,000 pediatric cases that have been filed with the National Poison Data System that tracks reports of poisonings across the nation. So much of these things are put into edibles. I mean, they look like candy. They look like cookies. Well, young people are paying the price as uh, this is expanded in uh, states around the country. But uh, more than 7,000 pediatric cases filed with the National Poison Data System. I wonder how many were not reported. Let's go to the phone lines here. We've got uh, Julie calling in from Pensacola, Florida. Hi, Julie. You're on the air. Uh, yes, I have a comment and a question. First, I want to say is I, I just started with that uh, VCY um, 
Bible reading a day, and I love it. I Wonderful. love the program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, my comment is and question is about Matt Gates. Kudos to Matt Gates. I think he's doing great, and I just wish that more people would be, you know, supportive of the more conservative values that Matt is holding up. You know, trying to trying to rally up in the Congress there. But I have a question. If everyone's not going to rally up for someone more conservative than who they've got right now, what would happen? What can happen? I mean, they can only do so many time votes, and then then uh, they're going to be at a stalemate. Well, they've been at a stalemate, but uh, as you can see, the votes are peeling away from the opposition. There are now five holdouts, of which uh, he can have up to four holdouts and and still get the speakership. So uh, they'll continue to hold votes. There may be another, uh, some sort of compromise that happens that may gain the, you know, one more person. But but uh, otherwise, uh, they will continue voting until either Kevin McCarthy would uh, step down, which doesn't appear is going to happen, uh, or until, you know, one more person will will decide to uh, be pressured enough to, to cast a vote for him. Okay, so, so there's still time. Oh yeah, there's there's time. I mean, they they can go another week or two, and you know they're stopping doing the the you know the the work of the the house at this time. Uh, not the best way to start, uh, but but it is certainly uh, calling attention. And you heard the clip here that we played earlier from yes. from him, and uh, certainly he's standing on some pretty principled issues. Yes, yes. So there's still time for him to get somebody that's more conservative than McCarthy. There's still time uh, there for is, that. There is time for that. It does not look it's going to go that direction. <sighs> okay. Thank you for that. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I'm just trying to be uh, looking at what's taking place here. When you see, it, had the 20 continued to hold together, uh, the opportunity would have been greater for a change to take place there. But uh, we'll take your thoughts on it. Marcy in Duluth, Minnesota, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I have two things that I want to say we need to be praying for those holdouts because they are showing to us a godly um, stalwart um, action. And we need to pray for protection for them, but we need to pray they don't give in. And um, it seems that uh, these Republicans, I'm, I'm choking on that, uh, we're really not Republicans after all. They were Democrats. So we've got that problem uh, with many of us who voted for so-called Republicans, but we don't have much of a choice. And I want to read something real quickly from the Pro-Life Action Ministry uh, newsletter that came out in January of 2022. We have some really uh, wonderful, stalwart uh, Christians um, who are there every time the abortuary is open. And one uh, woman uh, was behind the facility, which is here in Duluth, and um, they walk and they pray. Somebody provide them with body, body cameras because the escorts attack them with their, their umbrellas. And so they now have body cameras on them to protect them, and then the police can be alerted immediately. Well, anyway, um, Gal was in the back praying and walking. A car came in. A woman went right in to the abortuary, and um, she asked the man who got out of the passenger seat and went around to the driver's seat if he could please intervene. And um, he said... This is a ritual sacrifice for the winter solstice. He was very serious. He said more, but I was so shaken. All I could answer was, you will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ one day and answer to him for this. Mm. Everybody that supports abortion, whether they call themselves Christians or not, are going to stand before God. Indeed. Thank you, Marcy, for the call. We're going to uh, take a quick break. We'll come back to more of your comments here today on the program. It's a News Roundup Friday. Our number, 800-733-9829. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. 
2023, folks, is going to be a great, horrible year. I know. Sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? Reality is, it'll be great for those of us that have a biblical worldview. This could be one of the finest hours for Christians, for the true church, ecclesia, called out ones. Why? Because this is a spiritual battle in a material world. And those of us that understand the times in light of the Bible and Bible prophecy, well, we can take what's common to the culture and turn it into a pulpit. Look how many people are willing to listen to us now when we talk about globalism. We talk about so many of the issues like Marxism and Islam. Many people today are willing to listen that once discounted us. The Bible is coming true. The stage is being set for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. Again, let's take what's common to the culture and turn it into a pulpit. As horrible things happen, the good news, we can proclaim the truth of the Bible. I'm Brandon House. It's a news roundup day here on Crosstalk. The number 800-733-9829. Let's go to Ohio. Terry, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Is it me? Are you Terry? <laughs> yes, sir, from Batavia, yeah. yeah. I wanted to call and uh, ask, how can Jim Jordan get some traction to take over the Speaker of the House? You know, Jim Jordan doesn't want the, to be the Speaker of the House. Uh, he didn't withdraw his name because that's not precedent. Uh, but but he really wants to chair, I, I believe it's a uh, Judiciary Committee. He said he wants to cross-examine and hold hearings and get engaged in those things. So uh, Jim Jordan... Yeah, they. I mean, he was nominated. He got some votes, but but uh, uh, what was it? Less than uh, maybe ten percent of what Kevin McCarthy got. But Jim Jordan, in an interview, said he really wants to be the chair of uh, committees where he can grill and, wow. and dig into the issues. Okay. Well, Jim Jordan or uh, McCarthy. What was he in California? What was he? I mean, he was. I mean, a congressman from California. Is that what he was, a congressman from California? Well, yeah, well, yeah he's from California we look at what in Congress. California is going through. Why would we want anybody like that to bring that stuff on a larger scale? <laughs> Don't you know that's where Nancy Pelosi came from? <laughs> Thank you for the call. Well, yours. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. Uh, Steve is next in Wisconsin. Steve, you're on the air. Hi, uh, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say on the abortion issue that we need to follow God's principles, and his principles are them Ten Commandments, and he says, Thou shalt not kill. It's only our preferences that allow us to kill a child. And until we uh, adhere to God's principles, this country's future is on the line. And I just want to say um, thanks for your show. Thank you for listening here today as well, yeah. How, how horrible to know that uh, abortion being the leading cause of death worldwide here in this past year. Our number, 800-733-9829. John in Kentucky, you're on the air. Hey there. Um, I'd like just to mention something on the whole uh, McCarthy thing. As great as it is to try to get rid of the swamp and all of that, we really are kind of hurting America as a whole here by not finding someone as a House Speaker so that we can get your legislation going. That's just kind of my personal opinion on the matter. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Leroy is next in Atlanta, Georgia. Leroy, you're on the air. Hey, Jim, a couple of things. Uh, as far as, you know, abortion being the number one killer, remember when all this COVID stuff started and they gave you a daily count of how many people were dying? Yeah. Yeah. Can we get a, a counter on abortion? Probably never. But the other is a witness. Um, my daughter was in school, I think it was her history class, and she told me that the teacher had uh, brought, that she started talking about Jesus and had mentioned that he wasn't divine in his death because at that point he took on the sins of the world. Well, the irony of this is that, uh, let me complete the witness. Uh, and, and she asked the class, you know, was that true? And my daughter was the only one to, that that he he didn't he didn't die and he that he did die and he wasn't divine. But the irony of this is that the teacher was Jewish. Yeah, you're you're cutting out on us, Leroy. So we're not getting your full statements and so forth. So apologize for that. But uh, indeed, Jesus Christ did die 
Uh, he was buried, he rose again, and that's the glorious gospel that we have here today. But there are those who deny his death and uh, those who just indicated that he had to be revived uh, and uh, and that he never did die. Uh, that is uh, completely uh, opposed to what Scripture teaches us, that Jesus Christ did die for our sins. Thank you for the call, Leroy. And again, because of breaking up, we're not getting your full statements there. Uh, let's go to Al next in West Virginia. Al, you're on the air. I don't know for sure if I call if it was you I heard on this station or another one, but uh, I was talking about the Supreme Court case that was filed for, on the uh, vaccines for the military and so forth. Mm. Oh, so what? What is your comment or your question? Yeah, my question is: if it was you, where can I find that case? It, wasn't it won by the or the Supreme Court ruled in somebody's favor? In our favor. Well, okay, so there there have been multiple cases brought before them, but one is, I, I just suggest going to Liberty Council's website, lc.org, or reaching out to them by phone. They they have been filing lawsuits on behalf of the military, uh, military members, and um, uh, but right now in this latest uh, b- compromise legislation they passed that they could no longer require the shots for soldiers, but... Um, I don't believe that there is a current case pending before the court as it relates to uh, just any mandate on the shot itself. But you go to LibertyCouncilLC.org, and, and uh, they've, they've, uh, they would have uh, the, the best information for you there. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Grafton, Wisconsin. Aaron, you're on the air. Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I heard you earlier talking about uh, China and um, you know, travel restrictions with them uh, in regards to COVID. And um, I I live in Wisconsin, and um, I don't know if it would be okay to promote um, the doctor who started a website, the flccc.net. And I listen to you almost every day, and I haven't heard you mention that, um, but it was started by a doctor who was formerly at UW-Madison. And it's just chuck full of really good information mm-hmm. on... Um, Regarding, you know, preventing COVID, treating COVID, preventing the yep. flu. So yeah, you're referring uh, to frontline doctors. Yes. Yep. That's yep. It. Yep. Early on, uh, we've talked with them, and also truthforhealth.org, uh, we've spoken with them as well. But thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. We're going to pick up one last call. Holly in Wisconsin. Holly, you're on the air. Hey, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just heard you say something about people not believing in the resurrection. They should see the movie Case for Christ and read the books. It's an excellent uh, resource. But I was just going to encourage your listeners. Um, I know you had somebody on before talking about the ESG credit score system and digital dollars. I encourage people to call your congressman. I just talked to mine, and he's very well-versed on it. But I don't think that's going to be the case with others. And um, they're just going to need some information and resources and just to let them know that, hey, your constituents are worried about this and don't want programmable money. So um, I just encourage everybody to do that. And God bless you, Jim. Thank you for your show. Great. Thank you, Holly. Uh, Both uh, Gary Ka and Tom DeWeese uh, referred to that ESG uh, matter here, even uh, both this week here on Crosstalk. Uh, Pretty concerning. Well, friends, we do thank you for joining us here on the broadcast as we seek to keep you informed on a number of critical issues that are impacting us across this country and around the world. But keep in mind, our hope is not in government. Our hope is not in the White House. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.